Hey guys, this is G and Christina, and you're listening to Radical Stepmoms, a podcast about the good, bad, and really ugly moments about raising a child that you didn't create. The two of us bonded over our stepmotherhood experiences, and we want our listeners to feel like you're sitting right here with us, drinking your beverage of choice, and going, yes, hell yes, me too. We get in-depth about the realities of co-parenting, the way stepmotherhood affects a marriage, the relationship with our stepkids, and most of all, navigating the relationship with ourselves. We get real and sometimes use profanity, so keep that in mind if you have little ears around. To make it simple, we'll always put the E for explicit in our title. So pour yourself a LaCroix, a glass of red, or whatever, and listen in on Radical Stepmoms. Hello, you are listening to Radical Stepmoms. This is Christina. And Gannette. So in this episode, we invite our first guests. They call themselves the Gifford Moms. And their story is radical. (laughs) Erin is the bio mom and Tina is the stepmom. Not only are they friends, but they wrote a book together. Tina, the stepmom, had Erin, the bio mom, at her wedding. So if you're like us, the idea of bio mom being at your wedding is blowing your mind. So listen in as we get the details of this very unique parenting dynamic. All right. So we are talking to Erin and Tina who call themselves the Gipford Moms. Is that right? Well, yeah, we should probably just clarify this right now. The P is actually silent. Oh, Gifford. Gifford. But don't worry, everybody says the P in there, so. (laughs) Something you both have to deal with, correcting people. (laughs) Um, So, Tina is the stepmom. Yes. And Erin, you are the bio mom. I am. And together you decided to write a book. <laughs> What's that tone that I sent? <laughs> so one thing that um, is, is one of the reasons why we're super open to having you guys on to our podcast is your co-parenting experience is extremely different than myself or Gannett's. For sure. And, um, and the majority of our listeners. So, I mean, a lot of the people that follow along with us, um, have a very strained relationship with, um, bio mom because we're kind of a, you know, we're a stepmom platform. Um, and after reading over your book, it's just, it's just like, wow. 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 Yeah. That's a wow. (laughs) It's amazing. Um, You know, and I'm, so interested to hear that viewpoint because I'm not like I'm not gonna lie. I do a lot of the, I do most of our social media um, and kind of outreach stuff, and I sometimes hesitate with writing posts or like my even just my blog posts because it's like I feel like a fox in a chicken coop sometimes. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, as the bio mom, right? Yeah. Right, right. And but I I get I mean, I am totally on the stepmom side. Like I I wanna just hug you all and tell you how awesome you are. <laughs> but, and that right there blows our mind. Yes, we are <laughs> just amazed by by everything. So we look forward to definitely um hearing more about your side and your perspectives because it's um it's fascinating. Yeah, so how about a quick uh, intro, um, uh, just kind of the background. So, Erin, how long you were married? 
um, to your now ex-husband and then how many kids you had. And then now Tina can kind of give her background. So we just kind of have, you know, the family dynamic. Okay. I'll let you go first. <laughs> <laughs> um, Sean and I met actually in seventh grade. So we met in seventh grade and dated all through middle school, high school, uh, got married when I was 20, just out of uh, tech school, and had two children. My my oldest is 17, and then uh, my daughter, April, is 17, and then my son with Sean is 14. And then we got divorced when my son was not even one years old. It was a month or two we separated a month or two shy of his first birthday. Mm. That's tough. Yeah. Yeah. That's... And... <laughs> Go ahead. Well, see, I was just telling Tina as we were talking before this, I'm like, I was happy to be divorced. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I was ready. I was ready to be done. I mean, yes, I was bad with the kids, but it was so much better. Mm-hmm. And so. I think from a lot of the, situations that we hear um the bio mom is not always happy leaving the situation so that right there set you up for a a different perspective yep yeah agreed yeah Yeah. and then and then sean met tina yes i um i was in a previous relationship with my oldest daughter father for 12 years and we separated you know we were never married obviously and um I was doing the single life and doing the online dating and met Sean and um we got together in uh May of 06 and have been together ever since and we got married in 2011 so I have a daughter that will be 18 in September and then Sean and I have two children together 12 and 10 a boy and a girl Mm -hmm. yeah that was a crazy chapter (laughs) (laughs) we won't give away the details (laughs) uh yeah I'm like really girl no you did not (laughs) (laughs) Um, but that will, we'll just save that for the people that read your book later. That's a, that's a good nugget right there. Um, awesome. And so you guys are very blended in that a lot of your, um, children are around the same age. Um, both of you had, I mean, uh, Tina, you had children beforehand. So you were kind of already in that mom zone. Yep. Yeah. Um, which it's not always the stepmom experience. Um, some stepmoms right. like myself and Gannett were single and living by ourselves. No, no children. kids. Right. I didn't have to have snacks in my car at all times. Mm-hmm. I, didn't have, I, didn't, I didn't have baby wipes in my purse. I was just caring about me. So, yeah. um, so that's where you were kind of at when you came into Sean's life, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, you guys do a really good job of, uh, I like the way that your book is formatted. Um, cause it, you know, you guys go back and forth between your perspectives and there's certain, um, important, important times in 
your journey so far that you speak to. One of the first ones um, was the lost tooth. (laughs) And (laughs) it sounds silly, but um, I feel like in a stepmom's journey, there's like that point where you make an effort. You extend that like not peace offering, but just like, hey, I'm human and I care for your child too. And I see you kind of, and I feel like Tina, that was what you were essentially doing. Is that? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, can you talk more a little, a little bit more about like how, I mean, you do a really good job explaining it in the book, but so you're not yet stepdaughter, correct? You guys weren't married yet. Right. Yeah, so your stepdaughter lost her tooth and you ended up calling bio mom. You ended up calling Erin. And this was like the first time that you had ever even really made it any contact, correct? That is correct. I um, I just, it was the weirdest day. Um, She had lost her first tooth and, you know, after all the excitement, you sit down and you're like, okay, who do I call next? You know, because this is an excitement. You know, my daughter hadn't even lost a tooth yet. So I knew she was excited about it. And then I just thought, you know what? If I was Aaron, I would want to know this. You know, and I would be livid if my my oldest daughter, Sam, had lost a tooth at her dad's and nobody called me. You know, the them moments in your child's life that you miss. Mm-hmm. And it's not their fault that, you know, you, they, that you missed it. And you want to share, she wanted to share that with her mom. Um, even though she didn't say that, I just thought, we need to call your mom. Sure. Yeah. And, and Aaron, when you answered the phone, what, what was that thoughts? like for you? <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> I was, I, I was, <laughs> I don't even know how to right like I your mean, heart like, your heart beats right like at, at least in my right. experience anytime i call bio mom in my and we are not friends <laughs> but anytime i have to call her like anytime i anytime i have to text her my pit starts sweating like i'm just like ah i don't yeah. want to do this this is awkward this is a you know and so this is like you know you're getting a phone call and i don't think you knew the number correct right and that's the part of the weird part is that I don't even, I mean, anyone who knows me knows that I do not, I hate talking on the phone. So I will just let that phone ring, especially, I mean, even if it's someone I know, sometimes I let it ring (laughs) and let alone an unknown number, you know, when I don't recognize, but for some reason that time I picked up the phone and there's Tina's little, you know, and I didn't, I didn't know it was I didn't connect the dots that it was even Tina until, you know, halfway through the call. And I feel bad because, you know, my daughter lost her tooth and I should be so super excited. But the whole time in the back of my head, I'm like, oh, my gosh, that was Tina. Oh, my gosh, that was Tina. You're like this (laughs) delayed processing. Yeah. And so it's like I knew she existed, but I had never seen her. I had never talked to her. I had no clue who she was. But all of a sudden, no, she's a real know. person who's calling you. Right. And I, once I hung up the phone and I actually had time to process it, like, oh my gosh, that was amazing. She must have been really scared. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
And, so, yeah. And just again, I'm going to continue to point out <laughs> throughout your experiences, like the, the keep, like the, the special parts of your, like both of your personalities that like are very rare <laughs> in that, <laughs> that the bio mom is having these thoughts of, wow, she must be like, you're thinking about her and her experience and appreciating those things. And, um, I don't, Gannett, have you ever, have you ever got anything like that from your bio mom? Oh, absolutely not. That's why I'm just, um, <laughs> fascinated. Again, I use that word by this, this story and everything. Um, I think no, what, because Gannett and I conflict. were like reading it together <laughs> Yeah, and <laughs> Gannett would put the, put the pages down and be like, she did what? I know. I'm like, what? That's unreal. <laughs> we, uh, we have a very high conflict situation. So needless to say, um, yeah, okay. I was just so highly impressed. So yeah. Um, but anyway, getting back to your, your thoughts, Erin, on getting a call from her and learning of your daughter's tooth. I was just going to say, I was just going to say, let's, uh, I got to be honest here, though. It's not like I called her back and said, you know, oh, thank you, thank you, thank you. Of I don't course, think she yeah. even, I don't think she even knew how appreciative I really was until years later. I mean, right. you know. Yeah. But I I didn't retaliate back or you know, mm -hmm. <laughs> so she assumed it was it was good. So mm -hmm. um so another big nugget of your journey was the daycare situation. Yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> and that was just I mean, um I it it read like you know, at first there's this reaction of, okay, so obviously the listeners, they don't know what I'm talking about. So, um, do you want to explain exactly what happened? So, um, uh, Tina, you had just moved in with Sean and now you're figuring out childcare yep. stuff. Yep. We just moved back to Wisconsin where he was from. Um, and going through the process of trying to figure out, you know, what I was going to do for work and how we were going to manage daycare and three kids and, and stuff like that. And Sean had just said, well, maybe you should try doing daycare. And I'm like, are you nuts? <laughs> I mean, I like to get out of the house and not be with the kids all the time mm -hmm. um, just to get that breakaway. But then the more I sat down and thought about it, I'm like, you know, this makes the most sense. Three kids in daycare under the age of five. Yeah. I might have to go to work. Spendy, so, yeah. Um, we started talking about it, and he he's like, well, maybe Aaron would be open to letting the kids come here for daycare. Um, and I'm like, well, I just feel like I'm not going to get – I mean, I'm the new chicken town, and Aaron and Sean grew up here, and they know everybody, and as far as everybody's concerned, I am the mystery woman that – is shacking up with Aaron's ex-husband. Sure. So I'm like, who, who's going to bring their kids to me? <laughs> so, Scarlet like, letter. <laughs> yeah. Um, so he's like, I'll, I'll run it by Aaron. And I'm just like, oh, my God. Talk about sweating bullets. And, like, either this is going to ignite the hugest fight between them mm. or it's going to go good. And what's the odds? Let's be honest. <laughs> Right. And yeah. really, to our surprise, we were both very shocked that Aaron said, okay, which was huge. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. So essentially, Aaron, you were, were you paying Tina and Sean to care for your kids? Yes. But what was your thought process? Because when I read that chapter, I'm thinking, wow, you know, this is, this woman is open minded. She's thinking she's so logical, you know? So what was your thought process in making that decision? Well, I'm not, I mean, to be honest, of course, I had every emotion that any normal person would have had. Mm-hmm. Like, you got to be kidding me. This is not happening. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's no way in HE double hockey sticks. Then, though, this is what I love about myself. <laughs> mm-hmm. Because this has become a pattern that I am proud of. But I realize, like, especially in anything related to co-parenting, the bigger, the I always have to look at the bigger picture and the bottom line is what is best for my kids. Mm -hmm. And, you know, my kids had not said a bad word about Tina. My kids were happy. Um, You know, the only reason I had to say no was. Your own emotions. You know, because it, yeah, because I didn't really have a valid reason. Right. Yeah. So you were thinking logical. Right. Other than, you know, like, oh, what would people say? And that's weird. And, you know, (laughs) but it's like, no, I can't make a decision for my kids based on that. And, you know, if they get some extra time, because Sean got home earlier than me, he he would get home at like three or three 30 and I didn't get home till five. And, you know, it's like, well, if I was in his shoes, you know, like I would love to have an extra hour and a half with the kids if Mm -hmm. my schedule allowed it. So I'm like, okay, Aaron, you're doing this for the children. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So, and yeah. And then after we started doing it, it was amazing how I, I, I wouldn't have done it any other way. I mean, there were so many times where I forgot stuff and, um, you know, I never had to turn around because they always had extra stuff at their dad's. I didn't have to worry. That's convenient. Um, yeah, I know. It was so, so, so convenient. It just, it, I wouldn't have had it any other way. So. Um, so how did the kids respond to um, the daycare situation? I, I want to hear kind of, so the other thing, um, you guys, the wedding blows my mind. Uh, so Aaron, you were the photographer for your ex-husband's wedding. Yep. And uh, I hear you wore a fabulous dress. So <laughs> I did. I'll send you a photo. I oh, I would love to. We were saying I we would love to see that photo. Oh my gosh! Um, you did a great job explaining it, and yeah. we were like, "Damn!" Picturing it in our minds. Yeah. Um, so I think you know I don't want to pick apart each part of the book, but I mean the the family or the um, the wedding the wrestling situation um, and there was the part about uh, Tina, you feed the kids veggies and Aaron, that wasn't your repertoire at that point. <laughs> um, and all of those things kind of sparked like uh, key points of Gannett and I's are like daily thoughts. So the idea of a one big family over like a, blended family type of concept. Can you talk to me a little bit of what, how you see your family, how you identify 
um, especially in the other realm of, you know, like typical blended family concepts. Does that, does that make sense? Like you guys get along so, so well. Yeah. I, I guess the, the best way I can explain our quote blended family is we don't, it's not step half. We're just family. Mm-hmm. That's your brother. That's your sister. Um, and we treat everyone as equal. Mm-hmm. There's no special anything. Um, so, and I think me and Sean have worked really hard at um, making sure everybody gets the same amount of attention, especially you know when they're little, mm-hmm. um, and not. And, and the rules are the same across the board, whether they're. Sean and Aaron's kids, my my daughter, or um, our kids together. Um, and we've worked really hard with Aaron on that concept as well. So if something happens at Aaron's house, it carries over the grounding or the punishment or the, the praise, whatever it may be, carries over to our house and vice versa because I think it's very important for both houses to be on the same page. Absolutely. Um, has there ever been any like tension with that? Has there been any disagreements? How is that handled? I I would say that we've had not so much of a disagreement, but we each we've had bring, discussions. <laughs> yeah, and we each bring up good valid points. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's good to hear. You know, sometimes it can't always be the way you want it or the way she wants it. We have to have, to have a common ground and meet in the middle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I think so much of what the common experience is that the biological mom does not see stepmom as a part of the equation. They're not equal. They're not, um, they don't have a voice. Um, that's often been, well, that was my, re- that was our reasoning um, in my situation from going to a co-parenting type of thing to parallel parenting where uh, the less amount of communication we have with bio mom is the best and whatever happens in one home we just treat two separate homes so Mm -hmm. I that's just I can I can only imagine the benefits that that has for your kids to have that consistency Um, and they have to see that they have to like you know the respect I'm just yeah that's just yeah, I'm interested. And, and it, Sorry, go ahead. You can, and we've gotten complimented, especially from the school system. Mm, yeah. So how well it, 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 we, they know, they can see how well the kids, they do, they're, they're good kids, they're, they have great grades, they are very respectful, um, and I think it, it all comes back to the parents and mm-hmm. making sure that you're raising respectful children, um, and, you know, that's something I'm pretty proud of yeah. um, with our our team of parenting. Well, and the school likes that they don't have to worry. And if they call the wrong house, like if they call me on a week that the kids are at Sean and Tina's, like they, they know that we're all, you know, <laughs> that the message will be communicated, whatever they're calling about or, you know, vice versa. So... Yeah, absolutely. I bet that's so easy for the schools to be able to relay the information, knowing that the message is going to, you know, become conveyed, um, 
you know, regardless of who they're speaking to. That's huge. I'm interested to know how do the kids or how have they responded? Are they, like you said earlier, you're a family. There's no half-brother, step-brother, sister. Um, how have the kids responded? I mean, are they on board? Or, you know, because teenagers, adolescents being in close age proximity, that can get complicated. Um, so how do they deal with the family dynamics? We just gave each other kind of a blank stare. Well, then I'm having a kind of hard time hearing, so I apologize. Oh. Oh. Like, it's cutting out a little bit, and so I, I, I want to make sure I'm clear on the question. So if you could just go over it again. So I, I want to make sure I answer what you're asking. Um, so just going back to what um, you, I think, Aaron, you said earlier about being not being a family um, and just not necessarily focusing on being a half-sibling or a or a you know step sibling, but just kind of having an overall understanding that everyone is family, and with kids, kiddos that you have that are in you know similar age ranges, and how they how they've responded to that. If there's been any issues, if they've been on board, I mean you know it, typically there's mom's house, dad's house, mm -hmm. etc. Just because of the the different um, co-parenting dynamics that are you know out there, but in your case, it's, it's pretty unique and amazing. So I'm just interested to know from the kiddos' perspective how they've responded. I, I think um, they have done amazing. Um, and honestly, it happened when April and Lance and Sammy were so young. Mm -hmm. This is all they know. Sure. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. You know, we've had incidents where, where Lance, the youngest one, and, and Aaron and Sean's relationship, um, has asked questions about Sean and Aaron's photos like where's Tina or where's Tina in this video mm -hmm. he never it doesn't even it never even dawned on him there was a before <laughs> Tina sure. you know what I yeah. mean <laughs> um, BT. So I, yeah right <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's that's when he I mean that's when you know you're doing it right right like when that is the kids normal and yeah. they they just it that's just how it is and it's it's working well um, so I wanted to get into a couple like specific questions. Um, so as far as Gannett and I are concerned and how we feel, um, in our situations, uh, and in reading your, your book and your story, it really just, really just was loud and clear that so much is dictated on how bio mom is feeling and um stepmoms can be as open and transparent and friendly and great and all these things they can do that as much as they want but if if bio mom isn't ready to receive that it doesn't go anywhere would you agree 150 <laughs> percent. yes absolutely we've heard Tons and tons of stories, and you know, and I've heard both sides. You know, a stepmom or a mom, um, and sometimes it, it is the stepmom. Sometimes it's the mom, and it's like sometimes you just you gotta agree to disagree sometimes, and you just you gotta put the kids first. And mm -hmm. I think that's what we just really try to do. Um, and I can't, I can't express that enough, mm -hmm. I guess, you know. Yeah, you kind of have to, 
you got to work through your own crap. And, and, and yeah, I was just going to say <laughs> sometimes bio moms need that closure mm-hmm. and know that they, they can move on and yet still have a healthy relationship with their ex and, and the stepmom to their children. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Especially like with the wrestling situation when, you know, Tina, your bag of goodies, right? Like you had all this stuff to help your so organized. your stepson when he got injured. And, you know, Aaron, at first you felt like crap. Like why, why wasn't it? But then you thought of like, gosh, isn't that great that she had all this stuff? Isn't that great that you're, you know, my the son silver feels, lining. yeah, the silver lining. And it, it doesn't get, you know, clouded with your own insecurities or your own feelings of competition or, you know, like it's, it's, you were able to see, wow, my son is benefiting from this and there's nothing, nothing wrong happened there, you know? Yep. Um, I mean, it took me a while to get to that conclusion. I mean, yeah. it wasn't, honestly, I mean, that wasn't my first reaction, obviously, but, but yeah, I don't, so, I, yeah. <laughs> so the biggest question I, I have, um, what traits do you feel you both have that make this relationship work? Oh, that's a good question. <laughs> <laughs> because when we read this book, we kept thinking these women are just so remarkable. They're just, they're rational, they're logical, they just have it figured out. So we're just wanting to know, tell us a little bit more about your own personal characteristics. What makes you so balanced yeah, and, yeah. and mature? And uh, I mean, there's so many words that I could use to describe, uh, you know, just my own opinions on, on you two ladies. Well, I think this word just kind of popped into my head and I think it would describe both Tina and I, and it would describe us. I remember it was one of the first things that I thought about her and I would say secure. Mm-hmm. Because so many, so much of the drama that stems, and I don't want to say this like I'm passing judgment because I mean we're all human, and I, I've had obviously times of insecurity in my life. But I think the fact that we were too secure in ourselves, women. I mean, she never once, you know. Not that I knew of anyway, if I did call Sean about something, it wasn't like she was, well, why is she calling you? You know, mm-hmm. I never got that. I never got that sense, uh, you know. So here's the funny take on that whole thing. Um, I would probably be the first one to say, Sean, you need to call Aaron about this. Right. She needs to know what's going on. She needs to be in the loop. Um and he would always say, well, you might as well just call her if you're going to tell me oh, what to yeah. say. Like, oh, my God. That's my <laughs> husband. Like, I'm no, like, will no, you just I... call her? <laughs> yeah, no. And I said, no, you guys need to have that relationship, too. You need to have a good, you know, um, relationship where you guys can talk to each other civil, and it's about the kids. I knew when Aaron called, it was nothing but, you know, kid-oriented. So I, I, I was never insecure about any of that. And, and part of that also is Sean never made me feel mm. insecure. Like, he never gave me a reason to doubt that Aaron's intentions weren't mm-hmm. um, honest. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, that's huge. Yeah, security on both ends. Yep. Yeah. Um, so uh, one of the big things that we uh, are often talk about um, as stepmoms are how there are these sometimes unsaid, unclear boundaries that we're expected to uphold. Um, so can you two kind of talk about what boundaries are present in your family dynamics? If there are any, what do they look like? Well, uh, this is Tina and, um, I always say there's that invisible line you should never cross as a stepmom. Erin tells me there should never be a line. Um, but I always say I don't want to step on your toes because I, I know she's mom. I'm not trying to replace her, just trying to add to it. Um, you know, like, like we say, your, your kids can never have too many people that love them. Mm-hmm. Do, you, do you think we have any boundaries right now? <laughs> I, I, I think that in the last year, we don't have any boundaries. No. I, <laughs> I can honestly say that I will pick up the phone and call Aaron if there's something bothering me or, you know, if there's something going on with the kids that I want to talk to her about or bounce off with her and say, what's your thoughts? You know, what should we do? How should we handle this? And a lot of times I call Aaron first before I even talk to Sean. Yeah. <laughs> um, wow. <laughs> um, sometimes dad's perspective on the whole situation is different than the mom's perspective, especially when you're dealing with dad's little girl. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Or yeah. dad's firstborn son, you know, it's like, it's, it's a different, so I'll be honest, there's a lot of times I call Aaron first and say, okay, <laughs> before I talk to Sean, what do you think? Yeah. Right. Tina, Tina's my buffer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. God, I wish... I wish my bio mom would get the hang of that because oftentimes she doesn't know she's talking to me, but she's talking to me because we have a joint email account. And so she just sends emails and I'm the one that responds, but I sign my husband's name. (laughs) (laughs) So if only she knew that I was the buffer. Yeah. Right. Um, that's awesome. Uh, so the burning question, um, what does Sean think about all this? Yes, Please tell us about that. Is Sean, um, like, because I imagine, like, oh, like, do you two ever, like, gang up on him because you both know him so well? And, like, how does that? Because it could go either I, way, I, right? I, he could be really happy or he could be annoyed. <laughs> I got I to gotta tell the story about the day that I came over to Sean and Tina's house to ask Tina about writing the book. Um, all I told her was that I had a kind of a weird uh, but important question to ask her. And if she had like 15 to 20 minutes to talk when I dropped off the kids and she's like, yeah, great. And so I got there and we went outside on their patio and it was just me and Tina. And we talked for maybe, I don't know, 45 minutes to an hour. And I, we, I was the first one to walk back in the house and here's Sean sitting at the kitchen table, like, Oh, I mean, imagine him like a person biting their fingernails. <laughs> like, it's like, what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> exactly. Like, he just gave me this look like, 
what the heck is going on? Why is my ex-wife, why has my ex-wife been talking with my wife for the last <laughs> hour without me? <laughs> yeah. Oh, and so what did he, what did, how does he feel about the book? How does he feel? How does he feel about the book? How does he feel about how like close you guys are? I mean, is he ever weirded out by it? Like. He is absolutely not weirded out about it at all. In fact, I think this, you know, we had a good relationship uh, as as parents before, and this has just made us a lot closer. Mm-hmm. Um, and he uh, he's extremely proud of both of us. Let's just put it that way. Um, he's he's excited um, to see where it goes and how things turn out. Um, and he's been he's for me, Tina. He's been my my biggest fan. You know, like he's the one that said. Mm-hmm. You know, you can do this because this is not not me at all to put myself out there like this. I'm kind of a. Are you introverted? Uh, yeah. Well, <laughs> you know, I'm I'm very social. That you know, but to be the center of any kind mm-hmm. of attention, that, that's not me. To stand mm-hmm. up in front of a room and talk, that's not me. Mm-hmm. Put, to put my life story out there, <laughs> not, right? not me at all. Yeah, no. I know it. But I've often said that. I can't even say Erin has pushed me out of my comfort zone. She has completely shoved me. (laughs) (laughs) You're going to do this. And and look, she's still alive. I am. You're doing it. (laughs) Yeah, no kidding. (laughs) And I'm sure it makes your husband's life so much easier, right? Oh, yeah. To just not have to deal with, you know, any conflict or any issues and how well you communicate and how well you navigate this co-parenting journey. I'm sure he's just thrilled yeah well unfortunately i mean yeah unfortunately like my husband there's been arguments where he's actually said i feel like i'm the referee between you two Mm -hmm. so so yeah and a a lot of husbands get put in that position which puts a strain on the new marriage you know new marriage yeah um and and then you know you've got the kids the stepkids that are you know some bio moms are not nice and <laughs> they put them kids right smack in the middle of it. And that's so not cool. Absolutely. And to add to that, I think, um, both of you are phenomenal women and phenomenal women. And I think, um, what you are doing and have been doing is just impressive. But Christina and I were having a conversation the other day about how in a lot of cases, the bio mom tends to set the tone, right. For that, for that relationship when a stepmom or, you know, um, another woman comes into the picture that's going to be a part of the kiddos' lives. So, Erin, I think um, in this case, like, kudos to you for being open-minded and receptive to Tina and everything. So, um, I just, yeah, I just wanted to give a little praise there because I think you... you model, what, you model what, what so many, I think so many women in high conflict situations. Yeah. We, uh, we wish for people like you. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, thanks. Yeah. Like, uh, so, um, I have one more question and then I, I wanted to end on, on some quotes from the two of you. And then if you guys have any questions for us and you know, but, um, what advice would you give to bio mom? Um, so that's for you, Aaron. And then uh, Tina, what would you give? What advice would you give to stepmoms? Yeah. Okay. I'll let Aaron go first. I will say 
what I always say and what has always been the basis of every decision I've ever made regarding my ex-husband or my children's stepmom, and that is what is best for my children, mm-hmm. not for me. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Gosh. That's a hard thing and, for women to do. I was just marinating on that. Yeah, just, like yeah. That, that doesn't always sit well for, for a lot of people, and I think... Um, I think a lot of bio moms get that blurred where they think that they're doing what's best for their kids, but really right. it's benefiting them. Um, or their emotions are too much involved. Yeah, too. they're too, they're too much involved or, or their ego, you know, that, um, right. that I'm mom and I know what's best and no one else can tell me otherwise type of mentality. Um, yeah. so yeah, I totally, I totally that has driven you very far. Um, so yes, that's all I have to say on that. <laughs> Sorry. Continue. <laughs> and then my, my advice for stepmoms would be keep doing you, um, keep loving those children as if they were yours. Um, never give up. And, if you're if you are doing it out of love, you can't be wrong. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well that said. that is exactly the, one of the quotes that I pulled from your book, um, Tina. You said, "I have always followed my instinct, not just in regard to my bio children, but with my stepchildren as well. It's the only way I know how." Which I highlighted it <laughs> in my pink <laughs> in my pink highlighter because. Um, that is something I've always said to my bio mom situation where that boundary word would come up and, you know, I'd get accused of loving too hard. Um, and it was always, you know, I'm not trying to upstand you. I'm not trying to, you know, make you look bad. You do that all on your own. (laughs) You don't need me to do that. But I, I love my stepson just like I would my own child. And, you know, it, it's, yeah. So, um, that's really good advice. Yeah. Um, and Aaron, I pulled the quote, if you can accept that nobody is perfect, including yourself, it's, it's much easier to be grateful for your child's step parent instead of resentful. Yes. So I think that speaks, I think that speaks to, uh, to your advice as well. Yeah. My motto, I'm not perfect, so I don't expect anyone else to be. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I do have a question. I want to go back to that conversation you had with, um, Aaron, you came over and you had the conversation with Tina on the patio. Um, yeah. what, what inspired the idea for the book? Where, I mean, I know you guys have a, a beautiful story, but where did that idea come from? I mean, where... Where would you say? Uh, I probably because of all the people that have come to us over the years and either, you know, just made a quick comment like, oh, that's so great that you guys can do that. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, the comments from the school. And we kind of just never kind of just almost brush them off because we are like, well, is there how, you know, is there any other way? We just, this is just how we do it, you know? Right. And then you start hearing about all the 
<laughs> so not so great situations and you kind of start realizing like, oh, ooh, like, ooh. And uh, we just thought we had something special. And if we could just like inspire one bio mom <laughs> to, or just anyone that's in a difficult situation, if we could just like yeah. offer them a different perspective or inspire them in some way, yeah, it would be amazing. Yeah. I would so. love to take your book and just casually send it to my bio mom. Yeah. <laughs> be like, here's a light read. Let me know what you think. <laughs> if you, yeah, we can, we can make that happen. We'll connect. Send it anonymously. <laughs> they can send it. Yeah. It, it's kind of funny that you say that because at our first book signing, um, we had a stepmom come in. Um, we had never met her before and she had bought three books and one was going to be set, sent to the bio mom anonymously. Mm. Yep. Um, so, yeah. What are the odds? I love it. Yeah, I think. So, speaking of that, um, so let's talk about your book. So, the listeners that are wanting to dive into your book, uh, where can they get it? How do they find you? Um, talk about your stuff. Yeah, it's pretty simple. We um, are on, we are, if you want to find us anywhere, search Gifford Moms, um, G-I-P. Silent, silent P. Yep, silent P. So GiffordMoms.com is our website. Our book is available there. It's available on Amazon, um, paperback or ebook. Uh, We're still working on the, I am still working on the audio version I gave up on it because I'm editing it, and I it made me mad. So <laughs> it, <laughs> it's still coming. It will still happen. It'll just kind of be another launch at a later date. But cool. um, we're all over social media as well as Gifford Moms. So awesome. find us. Connect with us. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Some Christmas gifts on the way. Yeah. <laughs> I know what I'm getting her. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> All right. Well, we thank you so much um, for joining us. And any questions for us? Oh, yeah. Do you have any questions for us? I don't know. Do you have any questions? Um, Let me just think for a minute. Uh, (laughs) You don't have to. Uh, (laughs) Oh, 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 I know. I do have something to say because I was listening to your second podcast about life, the life episode. Uh Oh, yeah. Yes, that's, license shit. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. And I just, and I think I'm I'm positive I wrote this as a comment underneath the podcast, but I just wanted to say it, like, you know, heart to heart here. I just had this overwhelming feeling the whole time I was listening to that, how, um, I don't know how, if I'm going to pronounce this right, Gannett? Yep, that's me. Yeah, okay. <laughs> how... She is, in my mind, she was so clearly, clearly placed in in her stepchild's life mm. to fill a void. <laughs> that so, I just want to tell you that 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 is the feeling that was on my heart pretty heavy after listening to that, and that is that she's very lucky to have. Wow! Thank. Is this T- this is Tina? Yeah. Thank you, Tina. I appreciate that. I've, I've been told that a few times, and 
I truly it, believe that. I yeah. think it's a it's a very unfortunate and but unique situation, and I do believe that things happen in life, and um, God puts us in people's lives for a reason. So um, I really appreciate that, and I believe the same thing. So thank you. Yeah, I, I, I could say the same thing for all your kids. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> for sure, you guys are um, because your your story is directly opposite than mm -hmm. ours I would say that you are definitely an inspiration to me at least mm -hmm. in terms of there is there is a different uh way there is um just uh s stories that are a lot happier yeah <laughs> happier and, and possibly easier or just uh um better working than than some situations that um a lot of women are dealing with out there so uh you ladies are an inspiration yeah. so keep it up yeah Oh, thank you, guys. Thank, thank you. Well, um, yeah, so thank you for joining us. We had fun. Um, and maybe we'll have you on uh, another episode, talk about other stuff. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. We enjoyed yeah. it, and thank you for having us. Thank you. Thanks, ladies. Take care. Thank you for listening to Radical Stepmoms. If you enjoyed this episode, please give us a like in the app and share our podcast with your fellow stepmamas. You can also follow us on our Instagram page at Radical Stepmoms Podcast, or if you have any questions or ideas, we would love to hear from you, and you can email us at Radical Stepmoms Podcast at gmail.com. Mm -hmm.